life on life when you are oh god <laughs> i like this the chain of thoughts that this is like going forever of 2021 right now we have 53 countries around the world that still have death penalty and these countries employ a lot of variety of different methods for example shooting beheading even lethal injection electrocution etc and uh, usually death penalty is uh, is used as a form of punishment for very serious crimes like uh, terrorism or different types of murder but in some countries you can actually get killed by the law for uh, for drug trafficking or even for adultery, which it doesn't make any sense to me. But um, I'm very curious to hear your argument, Simon, on why death penalty should exist. First of all, I want to clarify where you have adultery and where you are getting killed for high treason and murder. In the case of Texas, the most prominent state in the US about uh, execution, only does for murder because high treason is for the federal justice. That's why um, there are only three to four cases a year. This uh, last year were only two cases in Texas. And if um, a jury seeks for death penalty, it needs to be voted unanimously. That means it can't be just uh, voted in a 50-50, but it needs to be 100% for the jury. And Texas only uses lethal injection, no beheading, no stoning or other cruel methods. However, it has some uh, problems and complications in the last time, since the dose is not produced in the USA and needs to be imported. But since 1980s, it's only lethal injections. The USA, they use the justice or the um, reasoning behind it as deterrent. And on the federal level, mostly it's high treason or whistleblowing, which is a case of high treason in the USA. And we had five cases in the last year, 2020. And the most concerning reason for the USA is because of their classified data. Imagine the high classified data on the military level and their civil service data, which effect it can have when these leak to the public. Okay, well, this uh, theory of uh, deterrence or that it would scare people away from committing serious crime is just a theory. And it's, there's actually no evidence that it would do that. And there's actually evidence on the contrary. On the other side, let's just look at Finland. And Finland has uh, this uh, kind of open prison system and this open prison system, it focuses on, instead of punishing, uh, seriously punishing the, the criminals, it focuses on rehabilitating and trying to prepare the criminals to reintegrate to society. And you can see a lot of successful cases where it actually happened. And you can see that Finland's crime rates are very low so it doesn't encourage people to commit crimes because you know the prison system is so not so strict so there's actually no evidence that strict punishment would in any way deter people from committing serious crimes yeah that makes total sense in a small level if you kill one person it might still be a rehabilitated person but if you imagine cases like Richard Ramirez, 
who killed 13 people, multiple attempts of murder, and 11 rapes. These are people that do not murder because of the circumstance, but because of satanistic and sadistic reasoning. And that's not a reason to reintegrate people, because you know these people will commit a murder again. Despite life sentences, which in many years, in many countries are not life sentence, but 25 years or 30 years, depending on the country, making it um, impossible for this person to be reintegrated again. And there's a theory that dignity for humankind is not absolute, as we have it stated in the Bill of Rights of America, in England, or the Basic Law of Germany. The idea is that a uh, Dignity of a person deteriorates the more violent a crime becomes, or more severe a crime becomes. In case of a petty theft, it is not justified to kill someone, apparently. And when you think about one murder, you could argue about life on life, but when you think about 13 murders, like in Richard Ramirez, the dignity of his person lowered so low that it's justified to kill him, not only for the justice, but also for the satisfaction of the public eye, because the public eye wanted him to see that. And it doesn't matter whether the execution is executor, because he was on death row for 20 years. And when you think about it, he didn't die from the execution after 20 years, but from a rather mild case of cancer, which is rather ironic. So the satisfaction of the public was given, and the justice in his dignity was given because he had a really low dignity. Okay, I, I understand your point. Um, but there's actually now two points I want to make here. First of all, this life for life theory that you, you introduced. And I understand that the public might see that how this makes sense. But it's actually, it, it's completely, it doesn't make any sense to take someone's life just because that person took a life or 30 lives. It's, it's, it's very counterproductive that you want to legalize the exact behavior that you are trying to basically repress. So it, it doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. And second, um, we should also think of innocent people, that how many people are actually uh, sentenced to death being innocent. And there is many examples on this. There was this case in 2004, uh, actually in 1992, that this uh, guy was sentenced to death. They killed the guy. And then later they found out in 2004 that the guy was innocent because they found the real, uh, real murderer. And uh, they even made a documentary about it. But there's so many cases. And currently it's estimated that 4% of people in death row, they are actually innocent. And I think that even if one person is innocently dies, it just doesn't make any sense. And we should not allow this kind of, uh, uh, this kind of law to pass, you know, and it still exists. So to summarize it here, I very strongly hold my opinion that death sentence should not exist by any means in no countries because it's uh, because it goes against its own theory. So this life for life is just completely counterproductive. Then there is so many innocent people getting killed and we cannot allow that. And, and third, I also think that humans are inherently good. And society makes them corrupted. So it makes sense to take them away from society and send them to prison. But it doesn't make sense to 
to go any way beyond that. I understand the point of the innocent people, but when you think about the retributive theory or the retributive justice theory, innocent people are not always the people that are, for example, committing, committing wrong, but also the people that are indirectly affected, like family and friends. They are also punished by the legal system because their family is probably now shattered or whatever what is going to happen with the family. And that is what the retributive theory acknowledges. Uh, but you have to think that um, a petty theft and a murder is handled differently. And that's the proper proportionality that the just, most justice systems handle with. As Kant says in the metaphysics of morals, a crime must be judged based on the ground of the crime that, that they committed. And that's what the theory supports. It acknowledges innocent people that are sort of collateral damage done you because a human system is never right and never flawless. So, Simon, thank you so much for coming to this debate. And, uh, well, I know that you were in some ways maybe arguing against your own opinion. I don't know, but, like, uh, I just wanted to ask, like, how did you feel about it and how did you prepare? Yeah, when you think about it, there is authority and liberal degree, where you can say. And most people are on the liberal side nowadays, mm -hmm. but this argument is more an authoritarian argument and it's really hard to swap your ideology and saying people killing people is right which is completely wrong of course i totally agree on your points but thinking in the other way is the hardest job of it and that makes makes it even harder if you talk to friends and other people knowing this topic even lawyers mm. they can't even think differently because they're all in the same mind sphere in the kind of like that so you need to think like an authoritarian like a like a king what would he think mm. killing um, a killer but life on life is so outdated that was already described in the bible and that is already four thousand years ago yeah so we might need to think differently nowadays instead of just iphone eye on <laughs> It was really hard to think about that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, hats off to you for choosing this side, because in the beginning when we were discussing to debate about this, you actually, I was really like, I really admire you for actually choosing the kind of challenge to take on this side. And yeah, I, I hope you enjoyed the debate. I for sure did. And I actually researched a lot also. So I think you had really good arguments. So thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for inviting me.